We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lou, you know what mid-August means? Yes. What does it mean? It means we have FIBA basketball qualified. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I waited for this game all day. This is for what is out right now, Sam. This is uh, this is great basketball. I get to watch the best, some of the best USA players play. This is actually amazing. It's a blowout, but it's good stuff. You know, um, you and I are both baseball guys. We enjoy some good baseball. That's not to say the Bay Area is blessing us with good baseball at this moment. Uh. <laughs> um, but I'd be remiss and I'd be lying if I said when I saw they were playing tonight and it was on TV, I didn't get a little excited because it's been too long. Football's not quite here yet. Uh, and even with, even with football, just hoops a little different. Uh, it was exciting to watch it tonight. We're recording this in the fourth quarter. It's over, but it's not officially over. Uh, and it felt nice. It felt nice. I'm getting excited for the FIBA tournament. You will appreciate this. This is this is how you know I'm washed and I'm fully in the dad life. I saw all the times that the games are starting, and I'm like, oh, 5.45 a.m.? Saw 5 a.m. Perfect, bro. I can watch it before he wakes up. I just got so excited about that, and I started thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, this is nothing I would have said before I had a kid. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> before before eight years ago, you would have said, oh, if I if I drink enough tonight, I'll still be up the next day. I can catch the, <laughs> I can catch the 5 a.m. Um, dude, I, I am excited about this team. I know they're not, like, the most talented team. I know my friends are looking at the roster, and, and I had to remind them that there was a game on tonight, of course, because they had no idea. But they go ahead and look at the roster and they're like, Andy, what is this? And they're like, what is going on with this? What is a Bobby Portis? And, I, and I'm kind of sitting here, Sam. And you know, I told you this earlier. I'm excited to watch this team. Mikhail Bridges, ben, Brandon Ingram, Anthony Edwards, three wings in the starting lineup to go with Jaron Jackson, who's one of my favorite players, one of the best defensive players in the NBA, and then Jalen Brunson at point guard. I mean, dude, that is – I think it's a good – combination of up and coming stars as well as role players and they're led by they're led by the goat coach best in the league baby oh steve i know man um i have i have a few takes like first on the roster i feel like we'd feel a little better about this roster if 
a couple of the younger stars in the league, the Jason Tatums of the world. The hell is he doing that he can't play? Those type of guys were playing. And also, you know, Cade Cunningham probably should have been on this team. Chet Holmgren probably should have been on this team. But they missed all last year. Injure. It's, it's, sometimes you get a little unlucky with it. You know, um, De'Aaron Fox probably should have been on this team. Uh, there a reason why I, he wasn't? From what I can tell, he withdrew himself. Okay. So I don't think it's a, a team thing. I saw Trey Young was campaigning. I know for a f- – nah, I think I'll pass. Do you think – what do you think the reason Trey Young's on the team is? <laughs> Probably because guys don't want to play with him. Like, yeah. I, I think I will pass on that one. I don't I don't need to watch Trey Young pound the rock for 20 minutes. I, look, man, St- Steve Kerr looks like gave him pretty direct instructions. This team doesn't have a ball stopper. The only time the ball stopped was like maybe Brandon Ingram a couple times on the post up. That's it. I thought I thought Brunson early in the game, a little, little, little bit, little right. little Chris Polish, you know, a little bit right. But beyond that, I mean, he's telling them just to run up and down the court and let's just use their athleticism and take over the game. You have four of the most athletic guys on the court at any moment with Bridges, Ingram, Edwards, and Jackson. Those are the four most athletic guys on the court, and whoever they play, they'll be the fourth most athletic guys. So just just run. And they've only allowed 20 points in the second half after a pretty disgusting first half. So Sam, I like the I like the um I like Steve Kerr's game plan. I like the strategy. I like this team. It's gonna get tougher this weekend. They play Slovenia and Spain, two of the I don't know, five or so best play- you know, like like Luca is the best player they're gonna play in the tournament. Uh Jokic isn't playing, and I don't think you know. So and then Spain's just always a good team. So, you know, it's it's gonna get those will be the the tougher matchups for them, but, but I'm with you. It, it felt like a Steve Kerr team. They're moving the ball pretty well. Steve recruiting my guy, Brandon Ingram to the Warriors. Oh boy. I like, I, I like the the way the ball was moving in yes. general. Like it's yes. pretty clear what they're trying to do. It's also pretty clear that it's going to be a little bumpier. And most of these guys are used to playing, you know, kind of with the ball in their hands all the time. So like, you can't expect them to adjust to kind of, more of a ball movement system overnight. Like it's gonna take a couple games, right? They they also don't have a true superstar. You mentioned Jason Tatum, who would be the true star on this team if mm-hmm. he played. Again, I don't know why he's not here. De'Aaron Fox is another one. He, he'd probably be of that, maybe a little better than the Edwards Ingram tier, but he's still like not a true superstar yet, right? But they're missing that Tatum guy. Be interesting to see who's gonna be that guy. Everyone's saying it's Anthony Edwards. I, you know, I mean, he looked honest. like the best player in, uh, on the team this game. He's very young. He's very young. So, like, it'd be cool to see, like, maybe that's Anthony. Maybe it's his time. Be kind of cool. They just don't have that, which I find interesting. Also, I think the other thing for me, too, is uh, do they just have Jaron Jackson <laughs> on the back yeah, line? That's, that's, if I was to point to a roster issue, it's, it's that. Ooh. Like, I, I also don't think Ingram's – People like to compare him to KD, but to me, and, and I get it, like similar build, kind of similar mid-range style. But to me, Ingram is much more of a guard than KD ever was. Like he's much more of a, a little smaller. He's he's better guarding twos and threes, not really a four. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're yeah. just kind of right. thin inside is the best way. Like yep. you called it out, you know. Ban- uh, Bancaro is playing the five, right? Steve Kerr threw him out there at the five. Woo. Portis is bad Paul, defensively, I, especially. I thought Paul looked really good, but he's also literally a uh, one-year player. So you know, uh-huh. it's going to take, take a minute for guys like that. Yeah, Jaron, I, I think part – do you see the report that they voted Jaron the MVP of camp? And to me, part of that was probably like 
you know, they need him more than anyone. Like, you know, if, if Ant, Ed, I think Ant Edwards is going to be the breakout star, but if he's not going, they got a lot of wings. They got a lot of guards. If Jaren's in foul trouble, they, they got kind of a lot of fucked, honestly. And, and, so. and, a lot of, and these teams you're talking about, Spain, veteran teams, France is going to throw some vet bigs out there. I, I don't even, I'm sure other European teams will have bigs that are bangers. We don't even know who they are. East, Eastern European teams are loaded inside. Yeah. Right. And they'll just, and they may not be super talented, but they'll be doing, you know, left hand, right hand, drawn fouls, charges. And all of a sudden, Jared Jackson will have three fouls with a minute left in this, in the first half. And we're looking at Walker Kessler. Is he going to be playing? Right. So I, I think when I look at this team, I'm like, Ooh, that's weird. You, you talked about Paolo Bancaro being a one-year player. He's not a five. Maybe he so, ends up being a five. So is Walker. So is Walker Kessler, by the way. At least Kessler's more of a true big. I actually really yeah. like Kessler. Like I, I think I don't know why he didn't play tonight. Probably because Puerto Rico's tiny. So maybe match up. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because isn't that what the Warriors? You know, we're like years podcast. We're a Warriors podcast. Isn't the Warriors issue kind of was like that a little bit where they kind of just have no bigs and they just let it ride. They just go Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, and throw let's Looney. roll, baby. Yeah, why is, Lo- why is Looney not on Team USA? Yeah. Um, no, it is. It is. It's uh, if they play their game where they use their athleticism, get out and run, they'll be fine. Yeah. But, you know, FIBA rules, a little easier to play kind of like a, you know, big pounded inside style. It can be a little more physical. Uh, it'd be interesting to play out. By the way, I, I didn't even mention that, but I love FIBA basketball. I don't know about you, but it's like, to me, it is the perfect blend of NBA and college. They let you get away with a little more, little fair chance for slow-footed defenders. But at the same time, these guys are most skilled players in the, in the world. So like, if you, if you can't hang, if you can't move your feet a little bit, you're screwed no matter what. Like Being a little more physical isn't going to hide you that much. I, I do. I mean, it's the second best league in the, in the world. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's super fun to watch. I think Steve Kerr's system fits that yeah. uh, type of this, doesn't it? Like it's not a uh, who's on the call today. Um, anyway, he he did a good job mentioning about kind of like the current game is all spread pick and roll, all spread pick and roll, and it was really cool to see. I kind of think of I think of Brandon. Uh, I said Brandon Edwards, Anthony Edwards, Ingram, and even like Jalen Brunson are kind of ball stoppers, but you can see them getting out there and trying to move away from that style. I, I have one take, one kind of hot take watching this game, just one game. I think they're going to have to play Tyrese Halliburton a yeah. lot more than, than Jalen Brunson if, if they're going to um, win. I think, I think Halliburton's a better defender. They don't need Brunson scoring. They more need Halliburton's ability to push. You know, who, I, you know, you know who I, I love him. So that's who led the guess who led Team USA in rebounding in this game. Brunson, twelve. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Uh, wow, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Halliburton just plays the style, the half second basketball Steve Kerr wants to play naturally. Like that's the way he's wired. You don't have to tell him to pass ahead. You don't have to tell him to do something. Like it's just kind of how he's he's wired. I wonder if Steve Kerr's riding Jalen Brunson as his guy trying to get him to play more that way. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like he's like, I don't have to work. I, I know I can trust Halliburton, but I need Brunson to, you know, kind of like give it up and trust a little more. And he's coachable and he's a, he's a good player. This is Steve getting his, his hands 
ready for the Chris Paul era. You know, he's like, he's like I, got, I don't know. Feel, feels like a politics thing to me. Feel, feels like, a, hey, he has more seniority, at least Jalen Brunson does. So maybe mm-hmm. let's give that a little bit of a ride. But Brunson to me feels so much like a sixth man scorer off the bench for this team. But but then again, he throws Halliburton out there with with Ben Carroll and they're running up and down the floor. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is beautiful hoops. This is beautiful hoops. I, I love and watching by- this team. Yeah, and Ant Edwards and Ingram got going when Halliburton yep. got yep. out there too. Yep. Just the ball started moving. It's so interesting because like Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, they can go either way. You know what I mean? Like you can see them falling into ball, ball pounding James Harden basketball. Mm-hmm. But they're also, I don't think they're wired that way per se. They're they're coachable. You can see them trying. You watch some of the clips, like Ingram's trying to play the Steve Kerr style of basketball. I think he's more of a passer than we give him credit for. Like he likes to move the ball and that sort of thing. Uh, And it's just, if the Warriors could ever find young guys who have that skill set, I kind of feel like they could potentially develop it. They just, they just keep finding guys who don't want to pass the ball. A couple couple guys make a break here (laughs) for a couple young guys that they have that would, uh, uh, you know, I saw a picture of Kaminga, you know, that head was touching the top of the backboard yesterday. So, you know, they got a couple guys that I, a uh, uh, buddy of mine was talking to me. He was like, are they not really a basketball follower? And he, he mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, oh, is Team USA playing soon? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, are any Warriors on there? Is Kaminga on there? And I, I didn't have the heart to say like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's got to get citizenship first, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, might be the wrong country. But no, he's not anywhere playing. Um Anyway, uh, this is a I cannot stop raving about how fun this team is, too. And I think one one other thing about uh, Team USA I've watched through the years is they always kind of struggle shooting the ball. You know, new ball, different rules, kind of different style. Smaller it's, court, by the way, too. Just, just so a little things space. Things kind of weird, right? Things yeah. get kind of weird. And maybe they, they throw guys out there that aren't true, true shooters. Hey, man, this team got some true, true, true shooters out there. I mean, even going down the bench, you've got Austin. Cam Johnson, Cam baby. Johnson. Exactly. Ingram can can spot one. Edwards. Eh. But, you know, Jaron Jackson's got to become better. Shooter. Bridges a shooter. They got shooters everywhere. It's a fun yeah. team. It's a fun team. And begrudgingly, got to admit, Austin Reeves looked pretty good. God, he's, uh, God, he's, he's a good player. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by... Factor. With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meal for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Choose from 34-plus weekly flavor-packed, dietitian-approved meals, ready-to-eat in just two minutes. And you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50 and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. That's code lightyears50, 50 at factors.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. Factors.com slash lightyears50. Really I mean, it's, I, I'm just, can, can we discuss it? Steve Kerr recruitment time? 
Uh-huh. Is that what's going on here? Who do you like, think? Hey. Who do you think? Who do you think is his, his guy that you think he would he would like out of all these guys? Realistically, I mean, all of them, honestly. Well, like, you can't say Paolo Bancari, and he's not going anywhere, right? So, so who who do you think is the guy that he's like earmarking a year from now? Ingram, Ingram. Is, so I'm I'm just maybe I'm trying to speak it into existence, but Ingram's a two years away from free agency, and New Orleans looks stable to you. Zion look like the guy you want to build around. <laughs> <clears throat> we did, you know, because we're mature adults who do not partake in uh, in that kind of conversation. We avoided the Zion conversation. Yes, we did. So. Yes, we did. <laughs> we're very mature. Uh, Thirty-two <laughs> next week, Sam. Very mature. <laughs> no. Uh, what I was gonna say is, I feel like he's attainable. He could be attainable in a year. If if the Pelicans have another BS year like they had last year, do you think he's gonna re up? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, does Ingram look like he wants to be there too? You know, all these players the, kind of. Yeah, rep- reports are like he's trying to get guys going, and Zion's not there, and you know, you know how you know how it's like to play with someone who's not invested with you. It kind of sucks. Yeah. The other one that's obvious to me is uh, Jaron. Jaron oh. Jackson is kind of every. I mean. I don't think he's going anywhere. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just, I just think uh, that is a player that, like, I mean, he's everything the Warriors haven't had, which is size yeah, with I mean. an actual, like, they've either had small big guys with skill or big dudes with no skill. They haven't actually had a big guy with skill. So, Jaron, like, if you could have anyone on this team on the Warriors, obviously Jaron's the number one pick, right? Not, not because he's the best player. Just, he fits everything that you wish this team had. He is my second fa- second favorite player on this team with, with Hallie beating the first one. Uh, but from the comments, Ralph Wiggum brings up Mikel Bridges. I mean, that's an easy, yeah. easy, easy fit. Um, he's jumped teams already. I mean, not his fault, right? But uh, it's a perfect well, traded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not, not his fault um, for, Ke- for Kevin Durant. But, um, I mean, that's a, per- that's a perfect fit. Doubtful that Brooklyn, they're not really they're, – they're a mess, but they're probably building around him, so maybe he doesn't go anywhere. Uh, I like your Ingram one too, just because that one's the most realistic. That one actually seems like the Pelicans are in trouble. Although if I'm the Pelicans, maybe I just rather trade Zion away. Rather than yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going down the other names. Mikel Bridges, uh, they have him for a while. They're not trading him. Ant Edwards is obviously the franchise for Minnesota. Jalen Brunson, like I, I know we love point guards, but enough, you know. Um, Bobby Portis, why? Austin Reeves, eh. Right, right, right. Halliburton just makes me bitter. <laughs> makes me very angry cam johnson i mean he's under contract for a long time but that would also be a perfect war i mean a lot of these guys would be good warriors you know yeah, yeah. uh josh hart like he i mean he is a warrior as far as i'm concerned walker kessler sure paul like yeah it's 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 ingram and uh and then like you know hoping jaw destroys memphis and jerry gets on the block those are like really my hopes can, can we just be honest by the way Hmm. Jaron is better than Ja. He's a better player. I'm over. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it, you know they win a lot of games when Ja's out of the lineup. They don't win a lot of games when Jaron is though. I like that take. Yeah, he's an elite, he's an elite defender. He's become a better scorer. Um, his, his efficiency levels are off the charts when he's on the court. Issue is, you know, sometimes he gets into foul troubles in big moments, but I think you can point to John Morant's issues as way more glaring outside of just the off-the-court stuff, right? Terrible defensively. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem to get into as much foul trouble when Jaren's not playing. 
Or Jaw's not playing. Yeah. I yeah. I love Jaron. You know I love Jaron. You know I love Jaron. If he can if he can stay on the floor, man, that three point shot shoots a lot of them. Efficiency goes up and down, but um, the first player they they get him a duck in on the block. You run someone over for a layup, and I'm like, yo, wait a second. Um, he's incredible. He is the best player in Memphis. I agree. Not even a hot take. I don't think it's a good take. Our guy Will Will Mitchell throws out: Do the Pels want the Podfather and the cop? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm a Pajemski guy. I'm still buying. I'm buying. I'm holding my stock. I feel good, but but you know what? If that's on the table, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll throw them a couple first, too, while they're, while they're at it. Enjoy it, David Griffin. Enjoy it. <laughs> this week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York, and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time, because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years L Y G H T Y E R S for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Light Years for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, let's get to the Warriors. You you know there was one thing Warriors wise that happened today. Mm. Clay Thompson. Did a pod with with Paul George. Does anyone have just a better vibe than Clay? Obviously, like just no. You, you listen to Clay talk, and you're like, "Why am I stressed? Why can't I just reach that level of just like acceptance of life?" Like the the dude is just aspirational. The aspirational aura, right? Is it, the kids all talk about the aura now? Is he aspirational? He, he, Clay doesn't care. It is unbelievable. I think one thing about the, sh- uh, the, the Paul George show, I know you love the Paul George show. I think you listen to it more yeah. than I do. I've only heard a couple episodes. Shout out but Podcast I think, P. Podcast P. I think, especially this episode to me, felt like two guys that are super honest. And it always felt like during the hour and a half that they talked to each other, they f- I felt like they were talking to each other versus talking to the fans. Versus talking to a highlight reel versus trying to get viral, right? Versus trying to say something that could get people going. Or I think the other way around, they weren't boring. They weren't trying to avoid saying anything, right? So I think you got one spectrum. You got the Steph Curry, who are just, who's just, he's never going to say anything. Then you've got the Draymond, who, who just says shit. And I just, I don't, sometimes I don't it know. It feels what, political, bro. Yeah. You know? it, it's just like, what is going on? And then Clay comes on the show today. I know we're going to get into a bunch of quotes that he talked about. Just just two buddies. I mean, I think they're good friends, right? Off the court, they grew up together. So it's like it just felt like two buddies chopping it up, and we just got to listen on it. It was great. Yeah, they talked about it. they played AU together. They go back. It's it's you know what it's like. Um, what I was gonna say is, yeah, you you talking about like look, we, we can clown on LeBron, but like my biggest issue is how fake his media stuff is. And 
ultimately it doesn't matter. The dude's cemented all timer as a basketball player, 20 plus years, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, but it's the opposite of someone like Clay Thompson, who I don't know that he has the ability to be that fake. Like I, he just kind of talks, you know, he's just honest. Like sometimes it's goofy. Uh, sometimes it's vulnerable, but he's just, he's just honest, you know? And I feel like that's really refreshing when it feels like most people who speak uh, have an angle and are just the opposite of honest. The opposite of honest is the right way. To, I mean, it's it's everything that's being sold. Right. All, something is always being sold to you and I. Something is always being sold to someone. And today I felt like with, with Clay, it's – what's Clay trying to sell us, man? Clay, Clay's just trying to sit there and just – just talk about how sad he was during 2016. Talk about how, how, how he doesn't care about what people say anymore, which I thought was cool. He said he regretted saying what he did at Devin Booker. All this stuff felt true. It felt true. It felt like what Clay would actually say to, like, to his dad or his brother. Right. Instead, we got to hear what he truly felt. And yeah, you're right, dude. It never feels like that with a lot of these star players nowadays. I never, you never feel like they're honest. You go. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's, let's get Clay here. Very well, but I know, you know, Andrew, Steph, Dre, CP, and I, and the rest of the guys, we're hungry. We, uh, we're in our group chat right now. We're trying to set up some mini camps for the season, but we're all on the same page. Like, look, we got another ring in us. We, we, we at least expect that we can do it if we just stay the course and not look too far ahead, take it week by week and just enjoy the process. Cause that's all you can really do. Mm-hmm. First thing there. Clay talking in a group chat and it's not even Labor Day. Like he's locked in, man. He's locked in. Yeah, it was odd. Um, interesting. You know, we've heard them talk about like obviously we know how it works. They all get in the group chat, but it's seems like, and this has been a consistent theme. Steph and Kerr to a lesser degree have been hammering this uh literally since the offseason started, you know, being more professional, finding a balance being about winning and not just yourself going the whole way. And I feel like Clay was just emphasizing these dudes were embarrassed about last year. That's the vibe I get. I think Steph, Clay, and Draymond feel like they should have repeated. And because of a variety of circumstances, some in their control and some out of their control, they did not. Uh, And they're not willing to – they want to be beat because they're old, not beat because – they played dumb. That's why they got beat. I mean, that's why that's why they got beat because they were dumb. They they had terrible chemistry. They were out Drama. of shape. Dr- all of it. All of it. Um, we talked a lot last year about Clay having to like he's one of the players that would need a shift in mindset about who he was as a player or how he would fit in on his team, right? Maybe feels like that with what he's saying. Feels like he's kind of coming in and saying he even said, I gotta come into the season more locked in. I mean, he even talked about like he he wasn't he wasn't coming in in the best of shape last season. So I thought that was interesting too. From everything that from Clay to 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 Steph to Draymond, it does feel like it right that yeah, dude, if they're gonna lose it <laughs> can they just get outplayed? And they did get outplayed by LA, but it also felt like they they screwed themselves all season long. Yeah, I mean, it starts with the punch. Uh the punch happened because young guys wanted more. The punch only made it worse. It felt like it all year was two timeline drama. You know, 
Is Jordan Poole going to get a bigger role? Why is Kuminga not playing? What's up with Wiseman? You know, they made their choices that whole way. You have Wiggins leaving halfway through the year. Uh, no one really knows where that was going the whole way. That doesn't help. Maybe they could have got the season on track midway if he didn't. Didn't happen. And then on top of it, you had your nice, healthy stretch of injuries, too. So it was just, it was a bunch of things. They never got going. And it was kind of self-inflicted, most of it. Kind of talked also about caring too much about what other people said. Not making the top 75. His 2K score. That really honest, funny moment where he said, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, he was like, I'm 32, 33. Why am I sitting here on Twitter arguing about my NBA 2K score? And I, I'm kind of saying, I'm like, yes. In there. I'm like, yes, exactly. Right. That's, I think maybe part of it is you just got to be humbled to figure that out. Right. Just because yeah. you lose a game to Devin Booker, you get outplayed. Like, it's cool that you're throwing up the four, the four rings. Right. But when you're doing it for the third time and you guys have lost again, gets a little rough. There's a level of denial, I think, there that I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Draymond Green has that level of denial as well. So this is a good comment from the from uh, from John Michael here. They both do. I want to read John Michael's comment. The concern yeah. with Clay for me is he's in a contract here. They didn't really discuss that part in the pod, but that's a big part of the conversation about what our expectations are regarding next season. Yeah. I mean, can I go on a little Clay rant real quick? I never felt like clay was overtly selfish i ultimately believe clay is about the right things i've seen that dude defend like a dog for 48 minutes and run off screens for 48 minutes the entire way that does not mean he doesn't have flaws though he's not a good passer and if the ball is not moving around him he will selfishly He'll just take a bunch of dumb shots. There's no there around it. If the ball doesn't, if they're not in sync, the ball's going to find him. He's going to dribble into something dumb. Let's be honest. That's who he is. Clay, in many ways, is the best witness test for the Warriors. Andrew Bogut actually said it like five years ago. He said, I know the Warriors' offense is humming if Clay is going off. And I don't think he's wrong. The ball is moving. That's where you, that's where Clay gets 60. 60 points on 11 shots, you know, like that sort of thing. And so to me, I'm not really concerned about his contract year or his ego because I've never seen Clay be the guy who yells at teammates, get me the ball more. He always does his job the whole way. What Clay is, is a great litmus test for if they're not moving the ball, he can go into hero mode because the ball's not moving and it's going to look ugly. He also mentioned he's got four to five years left in the league. So I think he knows that last contract is his last contract. To your point, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think he's saying anything or going to be doing anything different. Um, like you said, he's not coming out there. He's not going to demand more shots. He's just going to shoot shots, the normal shots that he would always take. Uh, it's kind of up to him and the Warriors to figure out a system that makes a lot more sense than it did last season. Um, but I do think it's interesting that he's had four or five years left. Thought Clay would be playing longer. Thought he'd be into his 40s, but he said 40s is kind, insane. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like maybe, maybe, maybe 39, 38, 39. I mean, he's got the frame and the shot to do it, but um, it feels like that next year when when Clay signs that contract extension for the Warriors, and I think we know it, it's gonna happen. Um, 
that is going to be the end destination of that Steph Clay and Draymond trio, right? Whether it be a three-year contract or four-year extension, whatever it is, that feels like, okay, that's it. They've got the next three, four years, and that's all. That's what, that's what it feels like. So, I don't know. It feels kind of sad, but I think they see the writing on the wall, which is why they're not messing around this offseason, which is why it seems like they're more locked in than certainly what they were last season. I also think if he was problematic, would Steph, Draymond, Kerr, those guys be as loyal to him? Like, be honest. I think I get it. His game six against the Lakers was an all-time stinker. Uh, I was pretty pissed off watching it, honestly. It was the perfect end to what was a disgusting season, including shot hunting when you're not open, you know? Uh, missing open looks. Uh, just, uh, just bad shit the whole way through. But he's... You've watched him play for 12 years. You know what he's about. Like, I'm not ready to say, you know, I'm not ready to throw that all away because I was pretty disgusted by the, the end of last season. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next. Let's get next clay thing right here. It's one of the greatest players ever. <laughs> Top 75. He's elevated every franchise. He ran the point for. And me as a shooter, I'm excited. I just know CP's going to put it right here on the seams. He's going to set me up nice. I'm going to get a couple extra easy buckets every night. And he's a winner. I've played against him so many times. See how competitive he is. He'll do anything to win. That's the vibe we want. Clay sounded exactly just like he did when Kevin Durant uh, signed with the Warriors. And uh, Clay's, Clay's response to that was saying, oh, cool. I'm going to get more open shots. And if you remember, we, we did a deep dive one time and look at shot selection and, and attempts. He actually shot a little bit more, fraction a little bit more with Kevin Durant on his team. More open looks. Um, I, I think he probably feels the same way this time. Do you think he's wrong? No, I don't. I, I think this part of the reason I'm optimistic about the Chris Paul thing is every team Chris Paul has gone to has immediately got better. It's usually year two or three. Where uh, where they they get tired of the, the fucking little midget yelling at them, you know, like like just being honest about it. It's it's uh, he's he's a winning player. He just grates people over time, uh, and I think okay, year year one with the Warriors, he's mad. Phoenix traded him. The Warriors are mad how last year ended. Sounds like the perfect marriage for dudes who. Uh, who were not happy with the way their season to just like buy in and spite everyone. Now, do I think if he stays for three years? Yeah, no shot. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about next year. You know, all that matters is one year. It's all that matters. Then you flip the contract for Ingram and we are running it <laughs> again. I'm with you. It's just one year. It's it's not going to last two. The Jordan Poole thing didn't last more than five because of Draymond. It just... These things just aren't meant to last when you've got certain guys in there. And and I'm with you a little bit more pessimistic because I just Chris Paul stuff is just going to be. Whew. And so we'll get to that when the games actually start. But um, they just need one year to lock it in. Who's to say that they don't just go out, come out the gates and go. I think they will. Five. I, <laughs> really, I really think they will. I, I think. Uh I don't think we give enough credit to how talented the team was because we didn't like how last year went. Also hurt so much hurt or suspect hurt or injured or, or just not, not playing. Right. Uh, that, that's what the team was. Steph played off a season. Uh, Clay 
uh, was out of shape for two months. Wiggins had the season, whatever. We've done this a million times. Pool wasn't very wasn't very good. So all that stuff. So <laughs> Daniel saying, "I hate Chris more Paul more than I love the Warriors." You know, you do you, but I disagree. I well, disagree with that. Mindset. Well, you know, we'll see what happens when uh, when Chris Paul hits that first hits that first game winning shot, or if the Warriors are are winning with him. Uh, I, I'm 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 you know how how the- excited how excited are you for Steve Kerr to just say he's the best point guard on the roster over and over again? <sighs> I had not thought about that. It's pretty funny. I had not thought about that. Steph's just gonna go up to the podium and like do that like smirk laugh like where he's like kind of crazy like, uh, yeah i mean he's one of the best of all time we, we love him here you know just that, that's i i think i think when it's uh, so obvious that steph is better that i think i think as steve Kerr, you can't do that because it just comes off fake right doesn't it come off pandering not almost? not not the better player the better point card yeah you, you know you know you know what steve's gonna say is the way he controls the game. More We've general. never had a player like this. I mean, Steph's the, the greatest of all time, but he doesn't control the game like this. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. By the way, speaking of Steve Kerr, did you see the did you see the team USA coaching staff? <laughs> it's stacked. Yeah, what is more going than, on? More than, I mean, maybe that's why they took the youngest team ever. They're like, we're stacking the coaching staff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I'm looking at a picture. So, Spo is an assistant coach. How so? How is Spo not the head coach? Uh, Ty Lue, um, Mark Few. I see Mark those. Few. Yeah. Even I know who Mark Few is. Stacked, stacked coaching staff. Wow. All right, last last clip I wanted to share from that, which I messed up earlier. Uh, it's a clay on Jordan Poole. To see. Jordan go. That's the nature of the beast. He was homegrown. I saw him put the work in. I saw him go 215 in the game, but then he would be in the dungeon, which we call our practice facility because there's no windows, getting shots up right after the game. I'm like, man, this kid's going to be special. And we wouldn't have won the championship without him. Like, he was so important to us when Steph went down. Jordan is forever going to be cherished in the Warriors lore just for what he did and helped bring us back to where he needed to go. And I know he's going to do great things in Washington. And it felt good to see him last week. It was weird seeing him in some Wizards gear, but that's like Steph Nye's little bro. Forever warrior, Jordan Poole. Always find it interesting that uh, it's Steph Nye's little bro and uh, Draymond is nowhere. <laughs> nowhere mentioned, which is not surprising, <laughs> but it's not surprising. But uh, anyway, yeah. good, good I, I could just see your annoyance. Like, Draymond, really? You couldn't just be the polite guy, too. I, you know, and I, and you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan Poole's play style, but I mean, come on, like, what are we doing here, man? I also, um, I believe Clay, but I don't think he's upset that Jordan Poole got traded. If you know what I mean, uh, you can respect someone and really like them, and also think maybe they're not the best person for you to work with all the time. There was a little too much joy in his uh in his in his cadence there, Clay Thompson talking about Jordan Poole on this. No, I I I think part of I think they're really good friends. I think there's an older brother, little brother, but there these times that you heard Clay in Japan last year talk about, you know, he needed to be humbled. You can see on the court they're not great playing with each other. I'm not saying that they dislike each other, Sam. I agree with what you're saying. Um they play the same sure, role. They like each other, but it's hard. Yeah, exactly. It's hard when 
it's both guys trying to do the exact same thing. Look, Pools is a smaller guard. He's better handle. He's more of a point guard-ish than Clay, who's pure shooting guard. But they both are kind of the same dude. They are just They're score first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's only one of those guys gets to close next to Steph. As we learned, you cannot close with three guards that can't defend are not elite defenders. You cannot. Or, or like, just in my case, um, I agree with you, all things equal. But, like, you also – if he's going to be the Andre Godala replacement, he needs to be more of a pass-first player. And that's not Jordan Poole either, you know? And it's definitely not Clay Thompson. So, at least if you're going to close with Steph, Chris Paul, and Clay, and I don't know if they're going to do it all the time, but at least Chris Paul – He's not a dude who's hunting his own shot 24-7. And Jordan Poole was. Like, he's just a scorer. You know what I mean? It just is. Uh, Nothing wrong with it. That's his best skill set. They tried to make Jordan Poole more of a point guard this year. And, you know, it's like trying to make Draymond Green a scorer. What are we doing here? It's can try. He might do some things. It's just, you know, your skill set is what it is. You know, I, I think it's a good point. It's why uh, Bagbrach in the chat goes, that's why they were better with Ty Jerome. Because yeah, Ty Jerome's a pass-first player. It connects all the plays, made more sense, right? You get Jordan out there chucking his own shot, and you got Steph doing his thing, and Clay. It's like, ball doesn't move, you know? It's it's It'll be better for Paul, I think, his career that he's going to play somewhere else. Maybe not for the Wizards. Maybe, maybe not for the Wizards, but it'll be better for him. He'll have a lot more fun. Um, Clay mentioned that he was he was a little shocked and sad that he was traded but i think long term it'll be good for for jordan Poole that he's somewhere else they they had to make a decision it wasn't it wasn't Poole or draymond in terms of uh in terms of on the court uh <laughs> right. stuff right like that was an off the court thing on the court it was it was poor clay and sure warriors were never going to choose to pull over over the two guys and if they were stuff was going to tell them to fuck off so it, it was never going to happen i don't know maybe they would have but um so shot I don't know, uh, but, but, but they didn't. So it wasn't, you know, if pool played like Anthony Edwards. Okay. All right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but he didn't, he had a, he had a really rough year and he was kind of immature and, you know, he didn't make it a tough call is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think we'll end it there. It's a fun. I, I, everyone let's watch, let's watch team USA versus Slovenia and Spain. By the way, they're playing. I'm looking at it right now. Both games are at noon our time, Saturday and Sunday. Lock in. Lock in. All right. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back.